Super Talk Mississippi media production. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You are tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We've got Rhino in studio today. Now, don't you forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. You can stream us from the Super Talk Mississippi app. And, of course, you can find us on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. But don't forget, too, you can watch on your computer or your mobile devices over at supertalktv.com. And it wouldn't be right without starting the show with a little update from Mississippi Emergency Management. It's saying, stay off the roads, don't drown, turn around. I think most of Mississippi has had quite a bit of rain today, but if you are centrally located, which is a lot of my friends and family, particularly in the Canton or maybe even in the Brandon area, then you're watching that flood water quite closely. So there is a lot of road closures. I know Highway 80 is now closed in both directions between Woodgate and Stonegate uh, in the Crossgates Lake area over in Brandon. And I saw where Canton Multipurpose Center has now been open for those needing to evacuate due to uh, flooding. So you can find all that and more over at supertalk.fm, but also at the Mississippi Emergency Management um, Agency Facebook page. Rhino, did I miss anything? Is the flooding... Do you have any weather updates for us uh there have been some localized areas of flooding where some parts of the magnolia state especially in central mississippi along the i-20 corridor have seen upwards of 10 inches of rain in the last 24 to 48 hours so if you live in a low-lying area be aware even saw where i think 49 they had to shut one uh, parcel down they have the other side going north and south directions where you normally would be flowing in one direction so i mean so this is what everybody's sort of thinking or talking about so just stay safe i even saw where trees are starting to fall because you know you don't think about that because there's no wind or whatever involved in flooding but it's the grounds get so saturated they can't just hold themselves up so they come down so really when they say don't drown turn around do that and then too if you don't have to get out just don't make matters sort of worse and the last piece of advice i saw earlier from a news outlet was if your kids are being let out from school early or maybe you're in the car rider line and you get home it's a good idea not to let them go play in the floodwaters particularly barefooted not that you would or wouldn't do that but if with all that running water or that moving water you never know what's at the bottom and it can be murky and dirty and sort of all the things so we just want to keep you safe and if we have any other updates ronnie will always break through if he needs to but to transition to our guest who made it here safely and she's happy that the water is uh, or at least the rain is subsiding because she's got to travel a little bit after she leaves us with good things is miss jamie raspberry she's the po- policy coordinator for mississippi alliance of nonprofits and philanthropy and i'm thinking man if there's any time that mississippians step up it's in a time of either acute need or long-term need and i know that's probably what a lot of the organizations you work with do on a daily basis so welcome thank you happy to be here today good to have you here okay so let's talk about i hadn't heard of this alliance before until you and i were introduced uh here recently so give us a little background of the mississippi alliance of nonprofit profits and philanthropy did they make you say that five times fast well we 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 like to call ourselves the alliance but people don't know what we're an alliance of so we have to say the whole name anyway but most people that work with us and know us we just refer to ourselves as the alliance it does make it a little bit easier a little bit shorter on the end now we're on the inside we have the inside information so (laughs) give us a little background about the alliance what's y'all's mission or how did y'all get to where you are today yeah so prior to 2019 there were two Entities in Mississippi, the Mississippi Center for Nonprofits, which really focused on training, capacity building, supporting nonprofits from the ground up. And then the Mississippi Association of Grant Makers, which is where all of our funders went to connect and collaborate and pull money together to support the nonprofits across the state. So through some conversations um, with both sides, we call it both sides of the same coin, those two organizations dissolved and 
ultimately rebranded and rebirthed itself as the Alliance. So we've brought those two sectors together. And the the cool thing about that that I like to tell is that we're the only state in the nation that has aligned the two sides of the same coin together under one umbrella. Oh, that's cool. So every other state still has those organizations siloed. Uh, I think there's a few that have caught wind of what we're doing, that success that we're having, and they're starting to look at modeling what we've done here in Mississippi. How long have y'all been the Alliance? We launched in 2019, so we just celebrated our three-year anniversary. And already kind of getting looked at as maybe this is a working model. Yes. So I know... um, New Mexico, I believe, and Arizona are transitioning into a model like ours, and some other states are looking at it. But, you know, it's always good to be able to say we're at the top of the list of oh, something sure. in Mississippi. Is that just because there's no lap over in what what, what the right hand's doing or the left hand's doing, so to say? Or is it just the fact that you can pull those resources together for a more focused approach? Is that kind of where the power comes in? Well, and, and the power is the key word there because there's always seemed to be this power dynamic that exists between the two entities. And so you've got funders that are looking to grant funds to support nonprofits and then the nonprofits that are looking to the funders to support their work. But there's never really been any cohesive partnership or collaboration outside of just responding to an RFP or submitting a proposal to a funder. And so we're we're able to kind of break that power dynamic down and bring those two sides together to have a greater impact across our state. Oh, I love that. Okay. So Let's talk about how it works, like the programming, the partnerships. How how does the nonprofits, if they if they are a nonprofit, are they automatically in the alliance? We are a membership organization, so we do have a um, a, a special suite of programs and special suite of um, things that you can take advantage of through your membership. But we don't require that to participate in any of our programs. So anybody can join any of our trainings that we have, any of our um, online webinars that we do, uh, the work that I do We with our policy and affinity groups. You don't have to be a member to participate in that. So we have members that engage really well in a lot of what we offer, and then we have organizations that just kind of trickle in here and there when there's a a need that they may have individually. Is it similar to a chamber of commerce, but not like where businesses sort of come together in a community and then, you know, pull resources and work together? Or is it more of like an association for a a health or like a professional sort of career? I'm trying to wrap around kind of like how the model is. Or maybe it's neither. I could have it totally wrong. I I think it could be both and then some. Yeah. So with our programming side, Dave Miller is our chief program officer, and he really takes the lead in making sure that all of the external programming, training, capacity building support runs well. And, you know, we, we've got nonprofits across the state and, and people that want to start a nonprofit. It, it really even starts there. If you want to start a nonprofit, there's a process you have to go through. You've yes. got to register as a charity with the Secretary of State's office. You've got to set your board up about, like, all the things that you have to do at the ground level to get an organization going, we can help support from the beginning That's good to, know. to the end. So once you have your organization set up, then you can come to us at either from the beginning or wherever you are. And, you know, we have a, an expert suite of trainers and consultants that we use to, you know, work individually with the organizations um, you know, we're always hosting trainings and webinars. And I think really one of the cool things that we have that makes us unique is um, we have this program called Excellence in Actions, which is the 12 principles and standards that every nonprofit should be operating under. And we have built all of our training and programming uh, classes and courses around those 12 principles and standards. So financial management, board governance, fundraising, legal compliance, all of those. So any any training that we provide, it it kind of meets the checklist of I need to know this and be able to do this to be in compliance with the Secretary of State's office as a charity. 
Oh, I love a checklist, but all, and that, but also that gives peace of mind that someone is knows that they're sort of walking through all the right steps because I'm sure it can be overwhelming. And then I guess if you need help in one area or not, you could get more focused help in that way. So now I'm thinking you're like the small business association. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't quite figured, you know, sort of pieced it in my mind together, but it sounds like it's a great resource for nonprofits and uh, philanthropies. How many members do you guys have? Well, we have about 200 members of the Alliance, but there are over 15,000 charities registered in Mississippi, and we have the opportunity to really wrap around those organizations to provide more support. And I know you've got some success stories to the work that you guys do with the Alliance, but that's Mississippi Alliance of Nonprofits and Philanthropies coming up next here on Good Things. Nelson Golf and Outdoor is now offering easy-go units with maintenance-free elite lithium batteries and an unprecedented eight-year warranty with unbeatable energy efficiency. Only at Ben Nelson Golf and Outdoor. Exit 114 in Gluckstadt or online at bennelson.com. Here's Corey and John Ravenstein for Juniker Jewelry Company. You know, Uncle John, I still remember my very first customer. You started at Juniker's as just a kid, didn't you? I was only seven or eight, and as usual, the store was crazy busy, so I went to help a lady. Her name was Miss Mary, and she wanted to look at diamond hoop earrings. I helped her find the perfect pair. Isn't that the best feeling? And Miss Mary is still a customer to this day. Folks... At Junikers, we have thousands of earrings for every budget. As Mississippi's direct diamond importer, we have the largest selection of diamond earrings in the state. And prices start at under $200. Give her diamond earrings from Junikers. Just tell us Miss Mary sent you. Come experience the most trusted name in jewelry for over 75 years now. Juniker Jewelry Company, Mississippi's direct diamond importer. 1485 Highland Colony Parkway, just south of 460 in Madison and junikerjewelry.com. This is Brent Calloway. Since 1954, Calloway's has been family-owned and operated. Located in Gludstadt, south of Germantown High, Calloway's has a large selection of all your favorite trees and shrubs, all on sale now. Calloway's has large rolls of pine straw, and we're offering quantity pricing. Calloway's outdoor patio furniture is in stock and ready for delivery, all 25 to 50% off, and for a limited time, free delivery in the metro area. Our farmer's market is full of fresh fruits, vegetables, local honey, jellies, jams, and the best tomatoes in town. Callaway's has farm fresh produce seven days a week. Did you know Callaway's has beautiful decorative accessories and gift items for your indoor and outdoor living spaces? Callaway's has bulk soils for pickup and local delivery. Callaway's landscape designers Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle can design and install your landscape. Callaway's, Gludstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. Callaway's is everything for home and garden. That's what Callaway's is. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th and Gold Sports Cafe. Homestyle plates full of catfish, shrimp, and rib tips, just to name a few. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. If recent hailstorms have invited lurk the leak into your home, call the experts at Watkins Construction and Roofing to find out what is lurking in your roof. Our rapid response roof team will be on top of your roof as soon as the next business day with a complimentary, honest assessment of your roof's condition and offer solutions to keep your home and family safe. Say goodbye, Lurk the Leak. Call Watkins Construction and Roofing today at 601-966-8233 or visit LoseTheLeak.com. What do you have to lose but your leak? Richard Cross, be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm a morning time and we're going strong. 
forget you can watch good things on your computer or your mobile device over at supertalktv.com. And you can join Sports Talk Mississippi tomorrow at Kapai Lincoln Community College in Weston for the ninth annual King's Daughter Medical Center Kickoff Classic. Football is back, y'all. They are kicking off the 2022 high school football season with a huge local rivalry game between the Lawrence County Cougars and the Brookhaven Panthers. As soon as I did my raw for my Cougars, I don't have another one for the Panthers. They're kind of the they're both they're both cats, right? <laughs> they probably are like shunning, going, "No, it's two totally different things." But sports talk will be at the top of the hill at Stone Stadium, and it's all brought to you by King's Daughter Medical Center there in Brookhaven. So it's looking fun to have football uh, football back, and we're continuing our conversation too with Miss Jamie Raspberry. She is the policy coordinator. The Mississippi Alliance of Nonprofits and Philanthropy, known as the Alliance. Yes. And good question, as we uh, still get into what you guys do, what's the difference between a nonprofit and a philanthropy, even if it's just on paper? How do y'all separate the two? Yeah, so uh, both of them on paper are 501c3s, but the difference is the nonprofit is the direct service provider. So they are the ones that are in the community meeting the needs of people, whether it be education, advocacy, awareness, or direct services like a food pantry, an after-school program, or, you know, a dog shelter, whatever it may be. And then the philanthropy side of it are the funders that provide grants and funding to support the work that the nonprofits are doing in the community. So both have their place. Yes. Both doing great work. Yes. I was staggered. You said you guys have 200 members, but there's like 15,000 nonprofits or philanthropies in Mississippi. And it goes to show, man, Mississippi really is one of the most giving and sort of uh, caring states. Does it matter, like, the size of your nonprofit? I know you mentioned even startups, if that's a term that you use for nonprofits. Uh, for the alliance, you have big ones, small ones, medium-sized ones, everywhere in between ones. Yeah, all across the board. We'll have some that look to us for some support, and you know they've got one or two staff members, an executive director, and maybe one other person. And then we have some that have you know up to a hundred to two hundred employees across the state. So we are we're here to serve the sector. It doesn't matter to us what type of program you provide. Or what type of funding you provide. If you are a nonprofit and you need support, we want to help you and we want to be able to get, uh, be a good partner with you. And it's always good to know where your resources at and then what those resources get you. And so I know you have a lot of success stories about how, you know, you worked uh, with bis- or businesses or nonprofits during time. So tell us about the digital divide between 20 and 2021 because I know that was a big deal for nonprofits too yeah so you know I can talk about it from the the outcome side of it I wasn't here at the alliance when that work actually happened but it's rolled over into what I'm doing with our policy unit now and within that we've built out affinity groups across the state one focused on education one on health and one on workforce development and in that education affinity group it has pulled together the nonprofits the funders and even some public and private sector partners in there and when there was a need that came up this group worked together to identify what we could do to meet that need and it developed into the Mississippi Connects program that um, is administered by Department of Education and the philanthropy partners and the nonprofit partners in that group pulled money together, brought in a, an expert national consultant to get that work done. So she and our group worked collectively with MDE, Mississippi Legislature, the nonprofits, community organizations to get devices out to kids all over the state. And we've, we're seeing some of the outcomes from that now, but it was a, a very historical, monumental thing that happened in a very short amount of time because there was a need. The group worked together, met the need, you know, and there's some reports that have shown just like how vital it is for partnerships. You know, at the end of the day, like I said, we just want to create greater impact across our state. And we know that we're better together if we work together and not in silos. And that's uh, to a story of where, I guess, the alliance, you have connections with with 200 plus different nonprofits in all over the state of Mississippi doing 
completely different things. But then you can be that sort of central mm-hmm. rallying cry when needed to then funnel out and have a greater, you know, sort of impact. I can sort of see how that would that would work because there's not one I would think one nonprofit that could have gotten out the same number of the devices you know, to just go through one way. It's better right. to go through all the dis- different streams and valleys right. versus, you know, the the one big artery. I'm just yeah. trying to make a metaphor out of it. Just, yeah. You know, with the water <laughs> and the flooding the streams. <laughs> but, I mean, it's, and so that's kind of how that worked, right? Yeah, it is. I mean, you know, in, 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 in the work that I do at the Alliance with our, our state federal policy regulations, monitoring what's happening, coming in and out of the state, and even at the granular level within our affinity groups, you know, we, you know, we work together and we really are the conveners. We're the connectors. We foster collaboration among the group and among other organizations to support the work that's being done. We're not direct service providers outside of our programming, but we support all of those that are. And so it's really, really neat to be in um, our meetings and seeing that just organically happen among people. And, you know, they, they would never have been in the same room with other people had we not pulled them together and, like, uh, what are the issues? Right. And let's work together and not you know, a part to address this issue and do something about it. Because they're already playing a part in some form or fashion in making the commuter um, healthier or, uh, you know, b- bridging the gaps in which that they saw mm-hmm. that the need that they have. And all those have to, all those bridges have to be, you know, built or done or the gaps filled for it then to all be cohesive and sort of work right. together, um, you know, anyway. And right. so it just makes, it makes good sense. So if there's someone listening who has a nonprofit or thinking about starting up a nonprofit, I mean, how do they go in to even start getting more information about the Alliance. Yeah, our website is just alliancems.org, or you can just Google Mississippi Alliance of Nonprofits and Philanthropy, and you can find us there. All of our staff members are listed out on the websites. So if there's you know something specific that you have a question about, or you can reach out to me individually, I'll be glad to help funnel things. We have um, a, a dedicated staff member that works on membership and constituent services. Um, our executive director is Sammy Moon. Our associate director is Ellen Collins. And both of them just have vast experience and knowledge working in the nonprofit sector and the philanthropy sector. So having them, you know, take the lead and really getting us off the ground and running and then, you know, being able to grow the alliance and the programs that we provide. Um, but just reach out to us, call us, email us, go to the website, see what we've got going on there. And if you have any questions, you can come to our office. We'll be glad to sit down with you and, and help any way that we can. I feel like there's someone out there who has an idea for a nonprofit, but they or they're already doing nonprofit like work and services, but for whatever reason, they're either fear or uh, misunderstanding or miss around making it formal or finalized or taking that next step. You know, they just haven't made it official. What would you say to them to encourage them to at least see the checklist of what it takes, even though that can be scary, too? But if they are thinking about taking that next step of making it an official nonprofit. We will be glad, like I said, to sit down and talk with them because there's so many people that are doing good work, They have the heart for it. They have the passion for it. But there's sometimes the administrative side of it that they are scared of. They're more afraid of that than they are of doing the work. And that's where we can really step in and help support and give them the tools and the resources they need and, you know, make recommendations and, you know, bringing in our expert trainers and consultants to really help them start off on the right foot and then connecting them with funders. Because a lot of people want to do the work, but they are afraid to raise money or they're afraid to respond to a grant or how to write proposals. But they need the funding to be able to do the work. And so that's where we just come in neutral and we can sit down with them. They can share their ideas. They can talk about their fears, their challenges, their opportunities. And we can just walk them through whatever it is that they need to be able to to see this dream and this vision to do good 
come to life. Oh, yeah. And I think uh, what a great resource to to know about. Right. I mean, is the alliance um, if because if you're out there and you're trying your, you know, boots on the ground trying to raise funds, maybe maybe there's a better way in terms of a grant that would fit and you could get to doing your work and sort of all of that. So I think this is wonderful. I hope more folks uh, hear this information today, Jamie. They at least reach out and connect what you guys do. Um, so kudos. Thank you for your time. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Remind us of the website one more time. AllianceMS.org. All right. You guys stick with us. we got more for you coming up next. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, showers and possible thunderstorms, high near 79. Tonight, showers and thunderstorms likely as well, mostly cloudy, low around 71. Your Thursday, more rain in the forecast, 90% chance, high near 84. And finally, Friday, a 50-50 shot of rain, partly sunny, high near 86. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply expert since 1871. Hit the road in style this summer in the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander from Ridgeland, Mitsubishi. Get a sleek exterior and award-winning interior with seating for seven. Plus, an industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Drive one today starting at $26,995 during the summer sales event at Ridgeland, Mitsubishi. Going on now. Manufacturer suggested retail price based on Outlander ES2WD. Excludes destination, handling, tax, title, license, etc. Price terms and vehicle availability may vary. See dealer for limited warranty and program details. Offer ends 93022. Have you heard? Trust Care Kids is transforming children's health care. From newborn care and routine appointments to urgent care available seven days a week, we provide the best care and the best experience for you and your child. Like our jungle-themed rooms, filled with interactive screens and games. Your child will be comfortable and you'll be confident in the care. Schedule your appointment at TrustCareKids.com. Trust Care Kids. For all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services. Glass Networks, they're going to try and steer you to use their own glass shop. Well, you can tell your insurance you want to use Venable Glass, and there'll be no additional cost to them to get the highest quality glass. Venable Glass is locally owned and operated, and they do windshield replacement and rock repair right there in their shops, or they'll even come to you in the Tri-County area for free. That's right, free mobile service. At Venable Glass, they also do frameless and frame shower doors, mirrors cut to size and installed, picture frame glass, tables, desktops, Insulated glass, plexiglass, commercial storefronts, and heavy equipment glass. Venable Glass. They'll come out and give you a free estimate. They want to work hard for your business. Venable Glass. Open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and on Saturday, 8 to noon. Hey, there's two locations, too, in Ridgeland at 660 Highway 51 North and Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive South in Crossgates. Check them out on the web at VenableGlass.com. Remember, for all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services. 601-605-4443. I've got to get that fixed. Uneven driveways causing headaches? Helms Polyfoam will fix it without tearing up your driveway in the process. We inject polyfoam under settled concrete to stabilize it in a matter of minutes, not days. Polyfoam is used on runways, railways, and highways, so there is no question it will support your driveway. We also repair seawalls, sidewalks, pond dams, retaining walls, and unstable soil. Visit HelmsPolyfoam.com or call Helms Polyfoam at 601-966-7821. I'm Caleb Sailors, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Medicaid expansion continues to be a growing topic in Mississippi. When asked about his role in pushing the notion, Drew Snyder with the Mississippi Medicaid Division said that it's a legislative decision. It's a legislative decision, and then ultimately the governor would weigh in. He would have to. He would have to sign. Um, mm-hmm. We, what we look at is okay. What would be, you know, the potential cost, and are there, you know, we may get some questions about how this can be tailored. And- 
Snyder added that his primary focus is on providing quality care for those who are already enrolled in a Medicaid program. We're really just uh, concentrating on trying to deliver the best uh, service and care for the, the, the folks that we have, which is a, a very large number, uh, predominantly children, but you know, a lot of uh, adults that are either disabled or the primary uh, caretaker for child and their children and, and a lot of seniors. Here in C Spire Country, the best network anywhere is all around you. It's up on our towers, where blazing fast 5G is turning your smartphone into a superphone. It's under your feet, where we lay gigabit fiber to make the internet faster than you've ever seen. It's powering your phones, feeds, tablets, TVs, and businesses. So now the best technology anywhere is right here. Welcome to C Spire Country. It's just like the rest of the country, only a few steps ahead. Hello, I'm Kenny Francis from Corning, Arkansas. I'm proud to be a catfish farmer, and being selected as Arkansas 2022 Catfish Farmer of the Year means a lot to me. I pride myself in raising healthy fish for you to enjoy, and they were raised right here in America. So please make sure you and your family are receiving the best U.S. farm-raised catfish. This message is brought to you by the Catfish Institute. For more information, visit uscatfish.com. Get the news that matters to Mississippi on Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Each weekday starting at 10 a.m., Gerard brings you a spirited debate on the key stories of the day with the newsmakers and powerful reporting on the issues you care about. Listen on your local Super Talk station or anywhere you get Super Talk Mississippi. And watch the show live on Seaspire Channel 70, Super Talk TV, and on the Super Talk Mississippi app. Upbeat, positive, and stories that make you smile. This is Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. Good things on your computer, your mobile device. You can watch it on Roku, Amazon Fire TV devices, even YouTube. You can now watch Super Talk TV live on Ceasefire TV. If you have Ceasefire TV, you'll find us on Channel 70, right next to the Weather Channel, which will tell you it's wet, soggy, and rainy still here in Mississippi. Now, on the Ceasefire text line, Jason, you didn't know it, but you start a conversation in the studio during the break. You text in and said, Cougars and Panthers are the same thing. Well, I Googled it. <laughs> <laughs> to try to figure it out. And if you're just tuning in with us, by the way, Sports Talk is going to be on a remote tomorrow against, with, at the game, with the Lawrence County Cougars and the Brookhaven Panthers. That's how we got into this conversation. And apparently, the difference is, Cougars have tan to brown fur without spots. Panthers have dark brown to black fur. Spots may not be noticeable very easily. The Cougar is a big cat known by many names, some say. And apparently, if you ask who would win, a cougar or a panther, a panther would win the fight against a mountain lion. And then they go in to talk about jaguars, too. So are they or are they not the same, Rhino? Mm, yes and no. That is the worst answer ever. They are both big cats, and I think if you get far enough up the... I forget the scientific name for it, but if you get into the Latin names for them, you're going to find panthero or pantherus or something like that at, at the beginning of some of their names but no they're they're different species so they're they're different species of cats so if you answer the question which is bigger a cougar or a panther florida panthers are average size for the species being smaller than cougars for colder climates but larger than cougars from i guess warmer clients I am so, I've never thought I'd be this confused about a cat. But they're both big cats, right? Yes, they're Philae, Feline, and Panthera. So let's, the, and the important thing. So the Lawrence County Cougars, do we know their colors versus the Brookhaven Panthers? I know somebody does on the text line, 601 879 
I wonder if the Brookhaven Panthers are like black and gold or something. And then why do I feel like blue for the Lawrence County Cougars? I don't know. And then I need to see. So this this is how this really needs to happen. So now I'm setting the boys up for tomorrow for sports talk. I need a side-by-side of the mascots, assuming that there'll be a mascot there at the ninth Annual King Daughters Medical Center kickoff classic for both sides. I need, because I'm sure they'll be streaming it live at Super Talk TV, I need both mascots to come into frame, and we just need to figure out if there's any differences between the cougar and the panther. What do you think? And then we need to put them through drills and tests. (laughs) On the field, as if they were out in the wild. I feel like you've paid more mind to the mascots of these schools than they did when they came up with them. (laughs) Probably so. Probably so. I remember, so I'm a graduate of Terry, and Terry merged when I was in the fifth grade. Byram and Terry merged. And so they were trying to figure out the new mascot. I remember that big debate. And there was like the tortoise, the tornado, the Terry tornadoes, the Terry tortoises. I don't even remember how we ended up at Bulldogs. I think Brent Byron may have been Bulldogs in the, anyway. And yeah, so I mean, it's a big deal. It's a really, (laughs) it's a, it's a really big. I mean, I can't really say very much about the whole mascots and high schools thing because I, I went to Tupelo public schools all the whole time I was in school up until college, of course. And the mascot for Tupelo High School is the Tupelo Golden Wave. Even though you are nowhere near a body of water that can produce a wave when you're in Tupelo. It's just, there's no (laughs) waves anywhere near Tupelo. Nowhere. So we're getting a few texts in. I thought a cougar was an older woman that likes young men. These are high school mascots. That would be a totally inappropriate direction in which to take. <laughs> Mrs. Robbins said Cougar. So Sam and Tupelo, Panther's a big cat. Cougar is an older. Okay. Could you imagine if that was really a high school mascot? Was just. Just trying to think of a well known Cougar celebrity. Stifler's mom. Yes. Brookhaven's colors are blue and red. I had the blue right, right? Brookhaven. Nope. Had them backwards. I felt like Lawrence County Cougars were leaning more towards... I think they're red and black. I think Brookhaven's red and blue. That completely goes against all theories that I had with (laughs) name, you know. Well, that's even like Bulldogs now. You have all the... You have... Bulldogs is a classic mascot for high schools statewide. Red and black... Maroon and white. I can't think I mean, of There's either. a reason for the maroon and white. Well, right. Fight dogs fight. Go right into fight song. I had to do a fight song this morning with Perez. It just feels like a football football kind of day. But then you wonder, you think of these traditional sort of colors with the traditional mascots, and so it throws me for a loop. I don't know why I have black cat in mind when I think of panther. What? Where is that coming from? Is that from the Marvel movie Black Panther and he's got a black get up? Yeah, or the the mythology of the Black Panther in the Magnolia State, which it we're not even gonna get that debate started. That that is an age old debate of whether or not quote unquote Black Panthers, aka big cats that are all black, exist in Mississippi. And it's pretty much been proven that while yes, a single cat may migrate through, none of them live here. Or if they do, they're better hiding than Bigfoot. So they're just traveling through. Yes. If they even make it here. Tim from Tupelo is still hating on y'all's Tupelo waves. We love y'all, Tupelo. Go waves, go. I'm I'm allowed to make fun of it. I went there. I was was a Tupelo boy. I was the O in Tupelo. (laughs) Why would the wave be golden? Looks like it would be blue or, or green. I mean, the colors are blue and gold. So, yeah. Brookhaven High School, navy blue and red. Lawrence County, red and black. I feel like they need to swap, or they need to swap mascots. <laughs> Them's fighting words. <laughs> I get it, because it's, it's obviously a big um, rivalry game coming up, which makes some of you itch even a little bit more that I'm just so, you know, freely Nonchalant. talking. But I have zero attachment to 
either so hope everybody wins hope it's a tie <laughs> go zebras <laughs> throw those flags <laughs> my little brother used to do that all the time whole... just to tick people off he'd be at a watch party or something and you'd have one group of people cheering for one team another group of people cheering for the other team my little brother would be like go zebras throw the flag I appreciate that that i'm going to carry that into the college football uh season so i can just, just cheer annoy. every single penalty just <laughs> so i could annoy the who to thunk it off of whoever i am I am watching it with. But that would get really interesting if you think about if you take the mascot literally from the wild to the field and now you have a cougar and you have a panther and you have a zebra, you would think that the ball would be free to go roll about its business that now the zebra is going to become and the target, know, the target, which would make for a very interesting <laughs> dynamic on the on the field. Pretty sure that was a. Do we have a tiger? Do we have a tiger in Mississippi? Are there any tigers? Uh, yes, but I couldn't tell you the name of the school. But I guarantee you, I've seen a tiger mascot logo at some point in the last few years with all the high school football. Well, you got to think like, what are your standards? You have pretty much any big cat or a bulldog. Most of the dog breeds. A pirate. Yeah. Trying to think what's going through you got waves you got yellow jackets you got hornets you got what's the All aggressive uh, well it's supposed to be it's a it's an athletics mascot it's supposed to get them pumped up and then you got the fighting okra ah yeah. uh, yes the south panola tigers ah hernando tigers macomb tigers macomb t- south. i knew i'd seen a tiger mascot i just couldn't think of which one it was macomb tigers um desoto central is the hernando tigers you have the DeSoto Central. They have said they're Jaguars. Lots of cats. Oh, yeah. Is there I, any? I think that's because the, uh, the paw prints are pretty Satillo Tigers. Way. We got bears. Tigers and lions. Do we have a lion? Lions and tigers and bears. Oh, my. Do we have any sharks? If you are a standout mascot, meaning you don't fit the formula, like fighting okra. I don't remember seeing a shark logo. What's the most random Mississippi high school mascot we got out there that doesn't fit the formula? We were almost to Terry Tortoises. Just saying. I remember the conversation. Wasn't a pretty one. Or the Terry Tornadoes. That could have been cute. Yeah. Been different. Our tornado would beat your Panther Cougar zebra any day. We had a minor league baseball team in Tupelo called the Tupelo Tornadoes. Yeah. Oil can Boyd pitched for him. I got to see him pitch. And he pitched in the major leagues before I was even born. See? It was all because of the mascot. I don't know. Stick with us. We got more up next. Protect your home and office with Havard Pest Control, a family-owned and operated business for 75 years. Havard provides termite and pest services with free quotes, low monthly payments, free recalls, and unmatched customer service. For more information, visit HavardPest.com. Hello, Mississippi. This is Dr. Gary Jones, CEO of Vantage Health Plan. Back in 1994, I started Vantage with a group of local doctors who believe that patient health, your health, is our top priority. That's why Vantage makes it easy for you to get the care you need with quality, affordable health insurance that puts you first. I know it's not what you usually expect from a health plan, but now you can. Visit VantageHealthPlan.com for more information. Vantage Health Plan, the freedom to live a healthy life. Pillium Corporation is a proud sponsor of Ole Miss Sports. Protect and grow your business with Pillium. By improving business practices with technology-driven solutions, Pillium solves problems and creates new opportunities for your company. Learn more at Pillium.com. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to say more with Mahindra. And it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and zero percent interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models. With 
tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, zero percent interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra, the world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra, available at the tractor store in Richland. Since 1871, Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton has been providing everything you need. Everything for your house, fencing, plumbing, flowers, lumber. Everything for your animals, dogs, cats, birds, chickens, cows, horses. And everything for your patio and yard. Bayou Classic Cookers, Wind Chimes, Orca and Pelican Coolers. We have most everything. 150 years of serving the community, family owned and operated. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, downtown Bolton since 1871. We'll see you soon. This is the closing agri-market report for the Supertalk Agri-News Network. I'm Bob Sullender. Stocks are trading up this afternoon. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is up 97 to 33,006. The Nasdaq is up 76 to 12,458. And the S&P 500 is up 17 to 4146. From the New York Cotton Exchange, December cotton closed up 184 to 114.07. And March cotton closed up 194 to 111.01. At the Chicago Board of Trade, November soybeans closed down 4 to 14.57 a bushel. And January soybeans closed down 5 to 1461 and 3 quarters a bushel. December corn closed up 2 to 657 and a quarter a bushel. March corn closed up 1 and a quarter to 662 and 3 quarters a bushel. At the Mercantile, October live cattle closed down 82 cents to 143.77. And December live cattle closed down 67 cents to 150 even. October live feeders closed even at 184.45. And November live feeders closed down 37 cents to 186.05. For the Super Talk Agri-News Network, I'm Bob Sullender. You're about to fire up some delicious steaks in the backyard and suddenly the wind blows out your propane grill flame. Now what? First, turn off the gas and open up the grill lid. Check your grill manufacturer's instructions for when it's safe to relight the grill, but always leave the gas off and the lid open for at least five minutes before relighting. And remember, never lean over the grill during lighting or cooking. Energy for everyone, propane. Visit MSPropane.com. That's MSPropane.com to learn more. This is day two of safety digging class. Why call 811? Do you see this picture? Yeah, it's a doghouse. No, it's where my wife and I live because I failed to call 811, hit a gas line, and blew up my house. Ah, one of them tiny, tiny houses. Is it roomy? <laughs> Next question. Hello, Sam here from Mississippi 811. Calling 811 two working days before digging is the law, and it's always the right thing to do. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. But baby, you hardly even know when I try to show you. Song is meant to keep you doing what you're supposed to. Waking up too early, maybe we could sleep. Make you banana pancakes, pretend like it's the weekend now. Don't forget you can watch good things on your computer or your mobile device. And we're also streaming live over at supertalktv.com. We've gone off the rails here on good things today in the best way possible. It all started with a library just for what's coming up on Sports Talk Mississippi this week. Uh, but this has sort of transformed in this conversation about mascots. And you have your formula of mascots. You have your bulldogs and your cats of all kinds. You have your sharks, your waves. But Bugs, then, dogs, bears, cats, and uh, <laughs> warriors. And warriors, pirates, and all the things. But I wanted to get into the to the more unique ones, and you guys have helped us with that on the ceasefire text line. East Union School has an urchin for a mascot. Urchin. Urchin. Pictured isn't actually as a seahorse. It said. Pictured is actually a seahorse. That's funny. I, an urchin's a little prickly thing that's in the ocean and that, that you be, don't want to step on. That'd make for a terrible. Could you imagine that in real life mascot form? See, I just need. I want to be in on the mascot making meetings because there's so much that you need to think through. Not just will the name like roll off the tongue or you know chant well, but it, how is that going to translate into a 4D or 3D model? Someone running around out with it carrying a flag in the stands to like being able to wear it on a t-shirt like an urchin 
wouldn't be. You could just put on the whatever sports uniform for the lower half and then just have a urchin head. That'd be an easy mascot. What I can't figure out, and I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall in the meeting for the high school. It is the Avon Old Farms High School. You're going to do it. You're going to say in it. Avon, <laughs> Connecticut, where they have quite possibly the most unique mascot. And we will get back to Mississippi because there is a unique one on on the Gulf Coast. But in Connecticut, I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall for the mascot meeting when they determined they wanted to be the winged beavers. Somebody wanted something else, like a unicorn or some flying something. And someone was, was hell-bent on this, the, beavers. W- the beavers. And finally, someone just used their parenting skills and conflict re- resoluted and said, we're going to have a flying beaver, and that's it. Winged beaver. Winged beaver. We don't know if the beaver can fly, but it has wings. <laughs> but bringing you back to the Magnolia State, I would say the most unique mascot in the Magnolia State is St. Stanislaus. Oh, someone just said that. In Bay St. Louis, they are the Rockachaws. Spelled R-O-C-K-A-C-H-A-W-S. And they kind of, they send in a picture, and it's terrifying. It actually looks kind of like an urchin. It kind of does look like an urchin. And it's terrifying. Like, it would scare small children. It's red tennis ball looking thing with a bunch of spikes the first thing i think of is what's that weapon that ancient warriors would use that had the ball with the spikes on the chain nice yeah that thing but with legs flail but now you put it on top of shoulders and it has arms and the legs and, and it appears to be smiling which is even more intimidating and awkward and scary all all at the is same. that a smile or is that a growl? I don't know. I mean, it's got the pointy teeth. Which Scary Gary did pop in during the break here on Good Things to let us know that lions and tigers don't purr, so they can't be fully in the like a cat. There's your useless information for the day that you can use for random trivia night. I'm never going to get close to any of them to see if they purr at me. I can just go ahead and and tell you that. I'm just going farther down the rabbit hole of the winged beaver trying to figure out why. And uh, all I can tell you is that they were one of America's first female architect schools. Stop! And they're a boarding school. (laughs) The winged beaver. You can't make it up. What's their mascot look like? The most recent iteration I can find is a cartoon beaver with bare feet, big beaver teeth, <laughs> running with its tail flapping behind it like a cape, and it has one wing that's visible over its shoulder. So sh- Looks like an angel wing. I feel like that would wind up on caps by frat boys everywhere. Like it would be... Go winged beavers. We're going to... This is a family show. Winona Christian School stars. We transitioned right to Winona Christian School of all the segues I could have picked. Yeah. <laughs> Baldwin, Bearcats, and more. Well, that was a fun conversation. Conversation never ends over on the Good Things Facebook group. We'd love to have you there. If you want to talk really about sports, stick around. you got the boys coming up next from 3 to 6. But don't worry, I'm going to tell them, come tomorrow, I need to see the Cougar and the Panther together they talked about fighting sharks yesterday they're not any better than we are (laughs) all right stick with us rhino and i'll meet you back here tomorrow at two until then i hope you all find time for the good things Mississippi Media Production.